do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. And I'm like, that's exactly what most people, retired or not, or retiring or not, are searching for. What is God's will for my life? You know, what does he have for me right now in this season? That was Ben Tages talking about the premise of today's show, not following the patterns of this world so you can discover God's perfect will for your life. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, co-host of Retire Repurposed. On behalf of Ben Tages and myself, we are so thankful that you are joining us here today. So what is a pattern of this world? To me, it's an accepted protocol. It's standard operating procedure. It's the way of life or thinking that is primarily accepted as the rule, not the exception. It rarely gets challenged, and if it does, it's usually met with resistance. This is the way we do it around here. Don't rock the boat. This is the way it's always been done. These are some of the statements you might hear if you confront a pattern of this world. So what are some patterns of this world that pertain to you? One of the main ones we confront on this show is kind of the basic life plan. Here it is. You graduate from high school, you go to college, you get a job, you get married, you start a family, you buy a home, maybe you get a minivan, you max out your 401k for several decades, and then you retire at around 65, then you downsize, you slow down, and the rest is history. Now, there's nothing wrong with that plan, but it certainly is a societal norm and would be considered a pattern of this world. But what if there's a different way? What if there's a better way? Many retirees and pre-retirees fall victim to acting in accordance with the ways of this world. Romans states that we are not to conform with these patterns because it may hamper our ability to decipher God's perfect will for our lives. In this podcast, Ben Tages will share three common patterns of this world retirees need to steer clear from and ways that you can make sure that you are directly in God's direct will for your life. Enjoy this episode. Well, welcome back to the show, everybody. We are so glad that you are joining us here today on Retire Repurpose. We know there's a lot of options out there for you, lots of podcasts to choose from. So we're so glad that you are um, taking some time out of your schedule and tuning in here today. Uh, Before we get started, just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Becoming Repurposed in Retirement. Join a growing community of people that refuse to accept the typical American dream retirement. We get new members requesting access to this private Facebook group all the time. And everything that we pump out of this podcast, pump out of our platform, Retire Repurpose, gets posted there. Also, lots of opportunities to create community with other retirees. But if you want like-minded connection with people uh, that also like this message of being repurposed in retirement, that is the place to do it. Go to facebook.com and search Becoming Repurposed in Retirement. Ben just joins me on the show, and we have talked a lot about money over the past couple of shows, uh, which, again, maybe goes a little bit against some of the pretenses of the show where we don't talk a lot about finances, but um, the reality is is that uh, the financial piece to retirement is something that needs to get addressed. But I think we've been doing it in kind of a, I don't want to say a, a backdoor way, but in a way that is probably uh, a little uh, not typical from what a lot of people would expect uh, from the retirement conversation. 
Yeah, Jared, you're right. I, I think I, I don't know how we can talk about retirement without without talking about the financial side of retirement. So I, we're we're going to sprinkle that in whenever we can. Um, the, the key is is this is not a financial show, um, but it, it is a show that hopefully gets people thinking differently, though, differently than what they've thought about money, differently than what they thought about retirement, mm-hmm. uh, different uh, how they think about life in general. So uh, many times when we do that, we're like, yeah, let's, let's let's bring up what the questions that we're getting when we meet with people, and and one of those happens to often come down to you know running out of money, and that's kind of where this got started and, yeah. and then more importantly like what if I run out and I can't give anything to my kids mm-hmm. and, that, and that's last week's show and I think in a nutshell um, probably the best um, part of last week's show I don't I, I'd like you to go back and listen to it if you haven't but yeah. if you're not going to um, I said something about if you are going to wait until you die to give money to charity or to your kids it is not a gift remember that when when you there there for in order for anything to be a gift right you have to have some degree of like i'm giving something away right. there, there's some sacrifice there so when i don't need money anymore and it's just going to charity or just going to my kids it's really not a gift mm-hmm. so i think that's important when, when you think about the best way to do wealth transfer is make sure you can do it number one while it, while it is truly a gift and number two do it when the charity and when your children can enjoy those assets and hopefully you can teach them something with that gift. Last week's show was titled Waiting Until Death to Give Isn't Really Giving. And we we, we started off the, the, the discussion by saying just what you said, dead people can't give money. And that's a... That's a fairly blunt statement and probably strikes a chord with a number of people because I'm sure there are people out there who uh, you know, are, are good people, noble people that want to leave an inheritance um, to, the, to the next generation. But I think we did a really, I, I would say, a tactful job explaining the difference between you know, a wealth transfer plan, doing it while alive, drawing the line in the sand to say, hey, I have enough and everything above and beyond this, I can start offloading now and preparing the next steward. That that also talks about the show uh, previous to that one where we talked about, you know, again, answering that question, how much is enough? Talk about the importance of that question because that really is the question to ask, not do I have enough to retire? Yeah, well, that question comes down to at some point we have what we need and we're we're merely trying to um, stay within boundaries. You know, we're trying to say, okay, this is about what I need to live. This is what makes me comfortable in my life here. This is what I'm able to, you know, do the travel, do the things that I've saved for all these years. And and if, when you can set that boundary, you can then say, okay, the rest of this I can be very free with. I can be giving with. I can be giving to kids or charity. And it's it's a wonderful spot to be. There's so much freedom in, in saying no. That money doesn't own me anymore. Uh, can, imagine your life like that where instead of holding tight-fisted to that those dollars mm-hmm. you're more loose with them you're able to say hey i know what's coming in next month mm-hmm. i know exactly where my daily bread is going to come from now this excess the wealth side i can be more um, diligent about getting rid of it mm-hmm. giving it away uh, to charities giving it to my children preparing them for what's next I, th- I think that's really really important again feel clench your fist really tight like there's a dollar inside it and then release that and just that feeling yeah. is very freeing yeah and i think that that's a that's a huge piece of the puzzle we'll talk more about that 
um, in today's show. But if you missed last week's show, again, it's called Waiting Until Death to Give Isn't Really Giving. Before that, we answered the question, do I have enough? And even the the episode before that, we talked about the 10-step process, um, answering the question, am I ready to retire? So we have had just some golden shows lately. If you're new to the podcast, new to the platform, go back, listen to the past couple of shows. They really, really go deep on some of these really important topics and questions you need to answer if you are retired or approaching retirement maybe in the next you know even five to ten years so go back and check those out so today Ben we want to talk more about this idea of the patterns of the world we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about money and again like you said it's gonna be sprinkled in there but we really want to talk about you know patterns of the world and how a retiree needs to really kind of uh, not get caught up in some of these typical ways that the world will say to live uh, and, and, and to kind of exist at this particular um, you know, stage of life. Yeah, Jared, I mean, this this show kind of came out of, um, you know, my personal devotion time, which I, I admit I'm not always the best at doing. You know, it's something I've struggled with is just consistent time in the Word. And um, this week I was um, kind of searching for that, and I, I got into Romans. Um, our pastor's been studying Romans with us in church, and I was in Romans 12, verse 2. And it says there, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. And I'm like, that's exactly what most people, retired or not, or retiring or not, are searching for. What is God's will for my life? You know, what does he have for me right now in this season? And so many times that conversation comes up. I'm I'm doing this myself. You know what 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 do you want for me? What do you want for my children, God? Um, and and I think one of the most important things, and it's right here in Scripture, is not to conform to the pattern of this world. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, what are common patterns of this world? Yeah, and I think they're 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 all over and they're intermixed in the society. And even going back to our Facebook group, you know, we always talk about people who don't want the typical American dream retirement. There's whether you know it or not, maybe this is a new concept for you listening and not, aren't aware of this. There's there's patterns of the world woven into retirement and how it's supposed to look and and how you're supposed to live that out. And if you're not careful, you know you, you'll you'll get caught up in these patterns. And uh, the world's very deceiving in a lot of ways. And are they necessarily bad? You know, perhaps that's probably a you know a theological conversation, but they can lead you down a road to where you're missing out in in, in some areas of your life. Yeah, I think um, I mean that if anything, that's one one I'm very guilty of. The first pattern for me is just I get I get in this point where I'm totally reliant on myself, and I get in this this point where it's like, okay, um, God, I don't need you right now because things are going very very well. Um, and, and isn't that something how when things go the, the best for us, oftentimes we're able to, we, we tend to say, um, God, I've got this. I, I don't need you today. But yet when things are, are so um, wrong, right, then we, come, then we come searching back to him, right? Sure. Um, when we need him the most is when we're typically broken. Uh, I know my own life, I've shared this on the, before on the show, but you know, and my daughter, um, we're going to be celebrating her profession of faith here this Sunday, Jared, and mm. um, very excited for that. Um, you know, we baptized her as a little baby, and um, now it's her turn to say, hey, you know, this is this is who God is to me. I'm, I'm accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, like officially in front of church, and uh, I'm excited for that. Um, I, I remember very clearly as I'm kind of reflecting on what's coming Sunday, those early days of my career and, and current days of my life uh, where I 
where I didn't rely on him like I should be, where I was like, I don't need you in my life right now because I got this, yep. right? And I, I know that early on when my daughter was going through, I think she had like five surgeries before the age of six. She had this kidney condition that we couldn't figure out. And it was just a lot of time in children's hospital. And I remember those days. And I remember my wife and I were probably closer than we've ever been. And I was closer to uh, my Lord and Savior then than than really any other time. But all of a sudden we forget that. Yep. All of a sudden we move on, and right away it's oh I'm I'm good again. I got I got this. I got mm-hmm. this. I'm I'm things aren't going things are going pretty good. So I don't need him in my life right now. There's not room, and I think that's a pattern, Absolutely, right? Yeah. And definitely a pattern where we don't make room for God unless we're going through something where we need him sure. and we're asking for him. Yeah. Again, I think that that is, we've all experienced that. Um, in some way where you, you say like, oh man, I'm never going to do that and slip back into my, I'm, I'm never going to take for granted X, Y, and Z. And it just kind of naturally happens, um, over time. My wife did a missions trip, uh, when she was in college and went to Africa, like Cameroon, like deep. I mean, it was like 20 hours of flights and like 30 hours of bus rides through the jungle to arrive. And, and she and the group of girls that she was with for that like month, you know, they never took a, you know, it was just a very abbreviated version of a shower. And she's like, I'll never, ever take for granted a shower ever again. And guess what? You know, within six months to a year, you totally forget. And uh, I think that's just, you know, human nature. Spin it towards the financial side. How can this like, how can a bank account um, fill that void? Again, we're in the financial services industry, so we're trying to help people build wealth Talk about that fine line between reliance on money, reliance on self. Well, I think that's probably another pattern that I've seen personally. I've seen it within, you know, people I work with, but almost this success to sadness, right? And I think any time that we put reliance on, you know, either ourself or on something of this world, whether it be financial, like dollars, things, whatever it is, like, oh, I can't wait until I get that vehicle. Yep. Guess what? Yep. When you do get that vehicle, you're going to be looking for the next vehicle that's mm-hmm. a little bit faster, a little bit nicer. The neighbors love something better. And you'll be like, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm a little less content at this point, so I'm going to search for the next thing. I think it's that success to sadness because we know that we think we're getting to this spot of success, but at some point, it will let us down. You know, We're not going to be full, content, whole until we can really transform into what God's will has for us, right? Until we're walking in him. And that's the second part of that verse I shared is like his good and pleasing, perfect will. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're stuck in this pattern of success and then I need the next thing, yeah. it's too often times don't we miss out on what God really has for us in that time. Yeah. And God, God is such a gentleman too. Like he'll, he'll let us kind of go down that road. And I think that he knows us better than we know us to where he knows that, you know, after a certain point, you will get it. And isn't it interesting, too? Um, life lessons, when you fail or you stumble, um, those those life lessons are difficult. And isn't it funny, like, how the more that you repeat that lesson, the more painful it gets. And that's kind of how life operates in a lot of ways. But that's God's grace and goodness um, reaching out to you to say, okay, you got it now? It's always funny, too, because people who are alive, I remember when I was young, I would hear, I'd hear this type of talk, right? And people, you hear them and they would say, you know, when, you know, the big house and all the money doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's just this. And you're sitting there at 25 years old and you're broke and you're like, yeah, but I would like to sure try it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's easy for you to say you've kind of had it, you know, and I think that's just that's that's the journey of life that we kind of have to go down that road and, and experiment. But I think that if you're listening to this, 
in some respect, you have noticed that the patterns of the world just do not fulfill. But again, I, there's such a there's such a phenomenal uh, lesson and journey in, in that in that life of ebb and flowing and trying to figuring that out. And you realize that at the end of the day, that's all there really is is just faith in Him anyway. Yeah, and I think some of it's interesting, Jared, is some of the people that have achieved that and have gotten to that point where they got a couple homes and they get the nice stuff that I think other people are like, oh, I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. They get to that point where like, yeah, it's fine. Right. I mean, this stuff is fine. I mean, some of the wealthiest people I know yeah. um, are, are, are some of the people that understand this more than anyone. They still have the stuff. It's just stuff certainly doesn't own them. It's sure. just stuff they have. And yeah. some of those generous, uh, great, you know, great people that sure. I know and work with, it's like, wow, you know, that's how you look at your stuff. He's like, well, it's not really mine. You know, it's just, I'm just, it's just for a season. I'm I'm living this lifestyle. It's great. Um, But I know, you know, I don't, I don't find my, my value in that, my, my, my identity in the things I have it rooted firmly in Christ. And I think that's really important. So, you know, I think that's a pattern that, that many times in the financial world we see play out. It's like when I get to a million dollars, well, if I only had two, if I only had seven, um, you know, I, I think that's something to remember is don't find our identity in that stuff. But again, find that identity in, you know, God's will for our life, yeah. what he what he thinks of you, um, his good and pleasing, perfect will. Once we get there, um, that's when you can really start living. I, I heard a speaker not too long ago and he talked about dopamine and he just talked about like, what is life? Life is just basically it's ebbs and flows of dopamine. And this is uh, his take on it. But he said dopamine, everybody thinks that 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 is like the feel-good drug. Dopamine is the, the thing that makes you feel good. He goes, that's not what it is. He said dopamine is like the cheerleader drug. You know, So if you have that goal, um, the, the, the million dollars or the second home or whatever that successful thing is for you, as you're working up to it, dopamine is cheering you on and dopamine levels are going up. And then as soon as you achieve it, you know, dopamine levels, and this is studies have proven this, just drop like a rock. And again, everybody listening to this has experienced this because we've all wanted the thing out of the store or we went on Amazon. This is a great one, right? Uh, perfect example. Everybody's been on Amazon. You buy the thing and then all of a sudden it's going to show up in two days and there's like that, there's that anticipation, like it's coming, right? And you, you, know, you, you check your email and it says it's going to be delivered today and you just can't wait to get home from work because there it is going to be at the doorstep. And then you open it and within a day later, Dopamine levels have dropped, and guess what? You're back on Amazon doing the same thing. And the point this guy was trying to make is he said, you know what? At the end of the day, wanting something isn't bad. Having success isn't bad. Having money in the bank isn't bad. But happiness is fleeting. And again, part of the life experience is really understanding that those things truly can't fulfill you. Some people just figure it out earlier than others. Yeah, it takes, it takes some of us a little bit longer, yeah. you know, and I, I know I've seen that play out in my own life. It's like when I get to this point, I'll be happy, I'll be content, and then and then you're looking for the next thing. I think um, as long as we don't, again, get owned by the stuff, we get a point that to that point where um, we know at some point, we touched on this a show or two ago, a friend of mine, um, you know, in, in the nursing home, you know, only months ago, and his wife said something to the effect of, yeah, you know, at the end, he just had his pair of slippers and, uh, you know, a, a TV and he's comfortable. And that's what mattered. His family around him, it, it won't matter the stuff, right? It won't matter what we have. It's going to matter who we're with and what we've done. And, and certainly, most importantly, our relationship with him. We've talked about a number of patterns of the world. You mentioned uh, reliance on self. We just got taught, got done talking about this idea of um, success to success or success to sadness, as you put it. Um, let's cover one more. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, I think one of the other patterns, I mean, I think it's just our weekday pattern, right? So when we have a, a full week, we've got typically a weekday and a weekend, you know, and, and there's some some rhythm to that life. And I'm, I'm not saying that's necessarily a worldly pattern, um, but certainly when we start to look at our weeks and our life as if um, I can't live today in order to look forward to the next thing, I think that's a pattern of this world that I, I would be, you know, careful of. I think too many times we're in the middle of our work week and we're just hey, I can't wait till Friday, can't wait till Friday. And all of a sudden Friday's good, uh, Saturday's good. And then Sunday, man, I got to go back to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, for a retiree, this might look a little different, but it might say, like, oh, my whole life I've looked forward to this. Now I'm here. Yeah. And uh, now it's not quite what I thought. Whenever we get into this pattern of um, looking forward to something to the point that it impacts our daily life today so much. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pattern that I, w- I would be careful of. I think one of the most quintessential things about life, retirement, and money is this idea of early retirement. I, ca- I can't really think of a pattern of this world more than like, you know, this, uh, you know, we put these people up on pedestals that they, you know, they, they hit a really great business and, uh, you know, at 50 years old, they're retiring early and now they're just doing whatever they want. And again, disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, I see so many young people, especially just wanting to grow businesses so they can go and now really don't have to do anything. And again, a pattern of this world is kind of a, a subset of what you just mentioned was if I can just get rid of work because work is bad, you know, work has a bad name. That's probably another pattern of this world in some, some regards. If I can just get rid of that, then my life will be great. And, uh, you know, that's not the case. A and B, we need work and almost C, um, work is almost needed and necessary in some capacities, even in retirement. I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the focus should be on adding value, um, being part of your community, being part of your family. Um, and I think so many times we get to that stage of life, and really what we're after there is making sure that we're adding value to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That is so important, Jared. I think that's what work gives us that we forget about is just being part of a team, adding value, making a, a contribution to people, uh, I think is, is so big. And, and whenever somebody does leave a job early for early retirement, whenever they do you know, move on and, and retire from their business, retire from their career, uh, as long as they're careful, right, as long as they're doing it right, it mm-hmm. can be the most fulfilling, wonderful years of a person's life. I've yep. seen that play out yep. uh, hundreds of times, thousands of times now where people are like, this is the, these are the best years of my life. Mm-hmm. And again, what we're trying to make sure people understand is don't get stuck in the way the world does things. Yep. You have to think about it. Like, um, and it doesn't say anything about 
particularly like here's what retirement looks like in, in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's no necessarily nothing. There's not a blueprint for that. Um, back then, I mean, it was like you, you just work, and then at some point you're not able to. Your kids are taking care of you, and and you kind of continue with that, sure. right? So uh, today's things look a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, today, the the world and certainly Western civilization has gotten in the middle of um, what that looked like. Um, and we're saying, don't do it that way. Yeah. You, you can absolutely continue to do great things, mm-hmm. to do amazing things well into your 50s, 60s, 70s. And no, you don't have to keep the same job, um, but you do have to become, again, repurposed into something new, something different that utilizes who you are. And, and again, once you figure that out, I get a good feeling you're walking into God's perfect, pleasing will, mm-hmm. right? You get into that spot and man, retirement can be just the best years of your life. You mentioned the the term life deferral uh, just a couple of minutes ago. I think that that's a really interesting concept because so many younger people, uh, pre-retirees, they're just, they just can't wait for retirement because they dislike their job so bad or the career that they're doing. And I think, you know, you would agree with me on this one, Ben, we would challenge you to look in the mirror and find out what it is that you want to do because God's blessing doesn't come in drudgery. You know what I mean? Like it's not God's will that you have a job that you hate. It, it just isn't. Um, if, if you are walking in his perfect will and not following the patterns of this world, yeah, there are some things about your job you probably don't like, but you shouldn't be in a position mentally where you think retirement is the key. Getting rid of work out of my life is the key. And someday um, that's when I can finally truly be free. God doesn't work that way. So I would challenge you if you're working a career that you don't like and you consider it complete drudgery and you hate every second of it, I would, I would challenge you to look in the mirror, pray about that, meditate on that, think about that. And really challenge yourself, am I really walking in his will? Am I just following the pattern of the world where I have to have a job and pay my bills? Because I just don't think that that's, you're not in the flow at that point. Yeah, you're not, you're not who you were created to be at that point. There's something wrong with that situation. So look at why. Look at why you're feeling that way. Um, do some soul searching. But on the other side, Jared, are the people that think the pattern of the world is just to rest. And just every day starts to look like a Saturday. And that's not good either. Well, thank you so much for checking out this conversation on the patterns of this world. If you'd like a copy of Ben's book, go to our website, retirerepurposed.com. Until next time, I'm Jared Sebesta. Remember, don't retire, become repurposed. We'll see you then. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.